Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. Thank you for joining us this morning. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we are actually live this morning. We've been having a lot of... uh, best of, which I actually love those. Absolutely. But, you know, Merry Christmas, Father. Merry Christmas to you, Heather. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Doing survived the uh, the Christmas masses and all of the handshakes, and I only have a small cold. So only a small one. A small one. Yeah, I suppose you do get, yeah, you're yeah. kind of like the president, aren't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> More like the Walmart greeter. <laughs> Well, folks, thanks for tuning in and listening to Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting this morning from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a chilly morning, and I'm assuming, I'm going to step out on a ledge here and assume that the majority of our listening area has snow today. I would think so. I would think so. (laughs) It was everywhere. It's everywhere. But we've got a lot of important things to discuss this morning. Oh my gosh. You ready? (laughs) Buckle up, right? Buckle up. Here we go. (laughs) So we're starting our morning with Dr. Marcy Moran. Dr. Moran is the clinical um, director of Catholic Family Services, and she's a clinical psychologist. If I can get the words out, that would be better. Dr. Moran, are you with us? Yes, I am. Good morning. Good Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Yes. So this is the time of year when people are making New Year's resolutions, and I've heard you speak once before on New Year's resolutions. Have you made your New Year's resolution yet? No, I haven't made any yet. (laughs) Are you planning to? um, No, I'm not going to. I love it. There we go. Well, I think it's kind of a, a a difficult thing because people make big promises to themselves and to others, and some do they keep their New Year's resolution. Yep. Uh, it's right. always a disappointment, you know, it's sure. to them, and it's embarrassing when they fail to follow through, like they're going to lose a great deal of weight or they're going to yep. do something like that. Um Yep. I think, you know, they, they, first of all, they make their goals too big oh, and sure. um, too unachievable. And then it turns out to be a very difficult time for them. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think New Year's res- resolutions in general are a good or a bad idea? I think they're kind of a bad idea. <laughs> I think they're, first of all, they're too far-reaching. Mm-hmm. They're usually large goals, and I think people are more successful in achieving small goals and then maybe reaching a higher level. I think um, they say these things because they're trying to impress other people or themselves, and they're really not very attainable. Right. Yeah, I mean, couldn't you even argue that every day we should just make a resolution to allow God to work in my life, in whatever areas I think I need change? Like every day I should strive to be uh, the person that God's creating me to be. 
and to have an arbitrary date as the date that it's all going to work. Mm. Why, why not right now? If you're going to, I mean, like, and then you, if it didn't work, you try it again tomorrow. And if it doesn't work, you keep trying. But And, and you know, sometimes just to improve their, your prayer life, just to do something small, and um, it grows then. Mm-hmm. I think that's a far better satisfying feeling than yeah. trying to achieve something huge that they, they know they're probably not going to have time for or maybe right. not be motivated to follow through. And then right. it's always a letdown. It's always a disappointment. Yeah. So yeah, this, this, to, this is the time of the year no one wants to go to the gym because everyone's at the gym. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> for their New Year's resolution. <laughs> And then in three months, the gym is empty. And then it's back to, it's back to everyone else. Yep. That's so, right. so if you're wanting to start a new habit, if you are truly wanting to make a change in your life, how would you suggest you go about making a new habit? Well, you have to start out with small steps. That's mm-hmm. for sure. You have to decide, well, I'm going to just, just stop eating right. this for a month or two months. And then I'm mm-hmm. going to go on and add something more and add exercise, and I think, you know, small goals lead to big goals and more satisfaction than trying to climb the mountain and not ever getting there. Right, right. How long does it usually take to change a habit that we have? Well, habits are very difficult to change. We have to be fully motivated, and we have to be able to deal with failure and to know that we have to start over. And sometimes we have to admit to ourselves that maybe this goal is not possible. I think that people get so disappointed in themselves that um, then they never try to change anything again. And that's always my concern is that when you want to change behavior, you have to make small steps and be satisfied with that for a while. Because people come in and they want to change their whole life overnight, and that's not going to happen. Sure, be nice so if it did. <laughs> yeah. What? It sure be nice if it did. <laughs> yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I remember. we have to have do do homework with it. You know, sometimes yeah. we have to actually write things out so that we can yeah. go back and check see how how well did you do with this and yeah. how well did you do with that. And I only allow them two goals at a time because oh, any more sure. comes becomes too confusing and, yeah. and too difficult. Yeah, I remember one of my friends in seminary was going to get healthy, and so he went to talk to the this, this sister about exercising, and he said he was going to start running, and she said, oh, Father, how, how about we start with walking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he right. was really, it was, it was a, uh, his ego was really crushed by it, but she just realized in his shape, it, he couldn't, like he just physically couldn't run. Uh, and to think yes. that he mm-hmm. could run would be just devastating, but he could walk. And yeah. he could walk, and if he could consistently walk, it would get better, and then he could run And someday. slowly he could build up some more. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was, and, a, and it was a shock to the ego when she <laughs> said, Oh, Father, how about we try walking? How <laughs> about well, we walk before we run? Yeah. And it's very disappointing to fail again and again, sure, you know, to think, sure. Well, I want to change this, and I can't, and I, I want to change that, and I can't. And yeah. It's very hard on the self-esteem, I think. Sure. When you have to keep on failing. Yeah. And how sometimes, uh, yeah? How would you say, as Christians, how does grace play a role in in these things changing? Well, I think it's huge because I think that we have to be, you know, in step with God, no matter what our plans right. are at times. 
Right. And sometimes improving the prayer life improves other things in your life. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, we have to, it has to be together. It has to be yeah. one plan. Well, and I think that's interesting because so many times we're thinking about the diet, we're thinking about the exercise or whatever habit we're trying to break, and we don't invite God into the middle of that. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Father. Yeah. Father's like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, for those of you that are just tuning in, uh, I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. And we're your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. And we're talking with uh, Dr. Marcy Moran. She's a clinical psychologist and the director of Catholic Family Services in, here in Sioux Falls. And we're kind of talking about New Year's resolutions and how maybe they're not always the best idea and the best plan. But if you want to make changes in your life, she's giving us some great pointers on how we can go about doing it. And really, when you break it down, Dr. Moran, it's pretty basic when you think about yes, it. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, self-motivation is difficult, just like self-discipline. And I think those are two achievable goals, but people have to be patient to, with themselves because they didn't develop a habit over life. They did, they developed it over time, mm-hmm. and now they're trying to change it over time, so... They have to have patience and um, perseverance and, and um, sure. faith in themselves because it just doesn't happen automatically. Right. Well, and we have and to then, be gentle with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and then it's embarrassing to see your friends and say, oh, I was going to do this and I was going to do that. And then they look at you and they notice you didn't do anything, yeah. you know, because it, it, it's just embarrassing that every time I make these New Year's resolutions, I fail at them, so nobody pays any attention anymore. Yeah, or even would you say sometimes to to recognize that the habit is also connected to maybe my environment uh, or my circumstances, and so if I continue to Mm -hmm. hang out with these people who aren't living the way that I want to live, that that too can make it, you know, so sometimes it even just takes, you know, changing your environment to help enforce mm-hmm. or or make it a little easier uh, to to change the habit you're looking to change. Yeah, there can be a, a lot of indicators, you know, on why bad behavior occurs. And I think people have to recognize them, that it just sometimes isn't automatic, but it's because who they're with and where they go and what they do. It's sort of like a person who drinks too much. They have to change their social setting. And as you said, their environment. And those are some of the bigger steps in changing their behavior. So a lot of times people are saying that we should um, be sure to let other people know what our goals are, what our our, uh, New Year's resolutions are. And I'm kind of hearing something a little bit different from you this morning, um, saying that sometimes that can be embarrassing. Um, Do you think it's something you should share if you have a, let's say, a small goal of cutting out soda in your diet, is that yeah. something you you think is beneficial to share with others, or what are your thoughts on that? I think small goals are okay to share because sometimes there people aren't expecting such big changes. But yeah. I think large goals are kind of over the top for people, and if they don't want to be, they don't want to always see themselves as failing. Mm-hmm. Or as I'm um, talking about behavior that they aren't going to really be able to do, 
it's probably not a good idea to go around bragging about it. But <laughs> small goals are certainly right. fine to talk about to friends and family. Right. So what would you suggest as a person is going through um, trying to make changes in their life and they um, are failing? What I know a lot of times there's a tape that gets played in somebody's minds. What kind of things can they tell themselves when, they're, when they've made a mistake, they've fallen off the wagon, they've not succeeded? What are some things that they can tell themselves to keep going on and to continue trying? Well, I think they have to have faith in themselves. And as Father pointed out, faith in God. I think, too, that sometimes it's good to have a mentor and have someone that kind of guides you along the way or someone who not is your watchdog but kind of checks in with you to encourage you and help you and compliment you when you do achieve something. Yeah. I think involving other people is always really good. Maybe it's not the person at the gym, but maybe it's a good friend or a parent or um, even a spouse that can encourage you along. I think that helps. I think people do help people in many ways. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Moran, any last thoughts? We've only got about a couple minutes left. Any last thoughts that you would like to uh, tell us or share with the listeners about uh, New Year's resolutions? Well, I think it's a it's a good idea to have them, but keep them small and don't be overly disappointed if you don't achieve <laughs> them. I'd say try again and um, go at it in a different way, perhaps. But uh, it's always healthy to make changes in our behavior if we aren't accepting of our own behavior. It's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Always a good thing. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Moran. Thank you, Dr. Moran. Yes. Thank Merry Christmas. Father. Heather, same to Thank you. you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Well, Father Rutten, are you going to make New Year's resolution? No, you know, <laughs> and, and, and actually the new gym that I go to, they don't, they don't believe in them either. And really? he had a post about it. He's like, we don't need those. Every day we just strive to get a little bit better and yeah. to do better. Um, you know. Well, so. I, I like that thought. It makes it seem a lot easier. Um to make changes in your life, even though it's yeah. not easy yeah. to make a permanent change in your life, but it's, you know, okay, well, I didn't quite <laughs> work out yesterday, yeah. but that doesn't mean I can't get up and try again today. Right. Yeah. And I do think that the need for grace uh, is, is so important. Mm-hmm. One year uh, in the little book that has all this stuff for the church uh, for Lent, it said you should pick something that you will fail at to help you understand that you need grace. But if you always pick things that you can do for 40 days, then you'll think that it's just about what I can do. Yeah. And so this real need for grace, like grace has to be a part of this. Yeah. Uh, And then I can be patient with myself. I think like, I just, not that I'm not wanting like the desire. I need that desire, but that I can accept like, well, here I go again. Yeah. (laughs) All right, God. Yeah. Yeah. So, Right. One, I think that's a good reminder. You know, we tried to do like, does God really care about the donuts I eat? Well, yes, he does. Yes. He does. So invite him in. I, I, I like it. I like it. We're manageable. All right. All right. Time for our first break of the morning. Coming up next, we'll pray for your intentions during prayer for yours. And later, it's your opportunity to ask Father Paul Rutten 
questions on the Catholic faith during Straight Talk. We're broadcasting this morning live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. You are tuned in to Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 